You're listening to The Range, Gardner-Webb University Radio, streaming and on-demand programming as well. Jeff Powell in the studio joining me, the big sports fan, Matthew Tessnier. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. I think we're going to start off today talking about Gardner-Webb women's soccer. They are on a roll. No pun intended with the soccer ball. They are on a roll. Three straight wins, but three straight shutouts wins at this point uh keely brown their goalkeeper it's I, I don't remember the last time they allowed a goal obviously whatever four games ago was All right um but uh, they're starting to get some accolades too um aline glamsland i believe that's how she says it she was big south freshman of the week this past week uh and right after that honor she scored a couple more goals against unc Asheville uh on october 12th in their game at unc Asheville, which they won three to nothing uh and that followed up a couple of one to nothing victories uh that they've had and we've talked a little bit on big sports fan in recent weeks about some of those one to nothing victories but they're starting to pull up the shutout wins um, that they have and they're now at a point where they are I believe seven and seven overall and four and two in the Big South Conference and they are right there among the leaders in the conference with three games left so uh, big things could be coming uh, for that team yeah yeah, and uh, three games left. They've got uh, Winthrop coming up on Saturday. Uh, now that's homecoming day here yeah, at Gardner Webb, the fifteenth. But they are on the road. I believe ah. both of our soccer teams are on the road as we have homecoming, uh, and so they've got that game on the road. And then the women's soccer team will finish up with two home games uh, in conference against Charleston Southern and Campbell. And so a couple more chances to see them uh, play big games for them. You know, if they could string together a couple more victories there, they could be really in good shape as they head toward the Big South Women's Soccer uh, Conference Tournament. Uh, and so, yeah, just just huge for them. You know, I'm seeing them post team selfies on social media, uh, and now, now I think they're using hashtags like shutout selfie and uh, and things like that. And so, um, yeah, it's just always interesting with our athletic teams, too. We get such a broad uh, spectrum uh, geographically of, of students and, and where they're from. Uh, Keely Brown, the, the goalkeeper I mentioned, she's from Finneytown, Ohio. Aline Glamsland, she's from Norway. And so wow. we've got Got, got folks from around the world that, you know, they come together on these teams and uh, they learn how to play together. And uh, for them, they're really, really thriving right now. Um, maybe playing their best. I don't know what Coach Mike Varga would say, but I think maybe they're playing their best soccer of the season here as they head toward the stretch uh, run. And that's I think the that's the time to be doing that. That's yeah. what you all you could ask for, I think, in any sport. And so uh, shout out to them and, and wonderful job that, that they're doing. Uh, Mention homecoming. Obviously, huge weekend coming up here on campus, uh, getting, getting alumni coming in uh, getting members of the community coming onto campus, hopefully to uh, support the football team. They're playing Coastal Carolina, big matchup, big, uh, tough game. Yeah, yeah. The, the running Bulldogs they had a uh, big road test uh, with three out of four on the road in September, and now we're we're right in the middle, literally at this moment uh, of a four game homestand here. Uh, and so you know, in winning those those first two, we, we've fought back to three and three. So we're at five hundred as Coastal comes in, but and another undefeated in conference play, undefeated in conference oh, well, play. One game. I want to know, but you know that's okay. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, I, I I think definitely the thing that stood out to me last week in that that victory over Presbyterian that puts us at one and zero in conference play in the Big South, some of the big pass plays. That's oh, yes. not necessarily something that our offense is known for. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can hit the big runs. Uh, it's kind of a looking for the open man, maybe maybe underneath passing uh, that can pile up, move us down the field, and use that along with our running to kind of play off each other, but. 
I think there was a 74-yard pass to Kyle Horton, wide receiver. I think there was a 64-yard pass to Mike Estes, the tight end that we talked about recently, all-time leader in Big South, touchdowns for a tight end. Uh, and so we had some really big pass plays. And seeing those on the highlights, um, I wasn't there at the stadium, but seeing those on the highlights, those were nice highlights to yeah, see. Yeah. Like when they load up, and I mean, they were open too. And so, you know, still, even if you've got somebody who's wide open down the field, you've got to put the ball on the mark you've got you got to make sure that you're accurate with your pass and I know that's something that um, coach uh, McRae and, and others around the football program have mentioned that Tyrell Maxwell the quarterback in the offseason worked on his accuracy now that matters for the close passes as well that you don't throw them right at a defender but it certainly matters if you if you throw a deep pass downfield too um, you know that that receiver and quarterback have to have a certain rhythm uh, for him to run his route and to run under the ball and the ball to meet him while he's in stride yeah, yeah. To, to make all that happen so you know, a lot of things have to go into everything going right uh, in football, whether it's blocking or running or passing or, or just decision making. And with the deep passes, that certainly is the case. So it was really encouraging to see those things. I'm going to fish for a stat here. I, I can't remember the exact number. It's like the defense, though, has allowed only one touchdown in eight plus quarters. Something it's like it's that. something like that. I don't know exactly what it is, but you know, we held Presbyterian to three points. I believe we shut out Benedict College the the week before that. And so, yeah, we're going back. Uh, three weeks I guess we're talking about the Ohio game mm-hmm. uh, and we played strong at the end of that game mm-hmm. on the road as mm-hmm. well and so yeah it's been a it's been a number of quarters I mean even if it's those last two games that's eight quarters alone and I don't know how we finished up there but it's yeah that's that's good memory Jeff yeah, on the stats yeah, it's yeah. at least eight quarters it's been a while um, so that's you know that's that's always fun when your defense keeps the other team from scoring mm-hmm. um, you know if you're able to do it and your defense can play that strongly I, I'm a fan I didn't used to be but I'm a fan of the six to nine nothing or the seven oh yes ten to three you know those those defensive battles I think those are fun to watch um because I think it I mean it's fun when it's a high scoring game too but only if both teams are scoring if only one team is scoring it's not close but if two defenses are playing really strongly uh and you keep it low scoring I think that keeps the game exciting until Mm -hmm. the end no matter what yeah Uh, Yeah. and so now Coastal coming in uh, no longer in our conference no longer in our conference not a conference game anymore um you know and not necessarily a a team that we'll see on the schedule each year now that they're moving up doesn't mean we won't ever see them possibly you know with the proximity in the Carolinas it's like Apple Appalachian and other schools right. occasionally we'll see them but yeah they're three and two and I don't remember they've exactly lost two in a row right yeah they, I believe they have um and so you know they're they're not coming in unblemished and they're in the middle of a transition right now where they're going to have to get used to playing bigger schools uh w- certainly with lots of resources uh really good athletes and uh with football I think particularly as you move up uh even some of the smaller uh, schools and conferences at the top of Division One, there's a big gap between there and, say, your Southeastern Conference, SEC, uh, teams like Alabama and some yeah. of those that compete for the national championship. Oh, yeah. Size of offensive and defensive linemen, speed of the skill position players. Uh, and so there's a lot they're going to have to adjust to. They're going to have to get used to different kinds of travel. Um, I believe it's the Sun Belt that they're moving into. And, and as we talked about there in recent weeks, they've got Appalachian and you know some other teams in the Southeast there. But I believe that that conference stretches all the way out to like Idaho. And wow. so they're going to be doing quite a bit of travel, mm-hmm. uh, which 
not only, I guess, you know, from financial resources on your, your program, but also, uh, you know, it's something that people don't talk about, red-eye flights and sure. um, mm-hmm. being jet-lagged and all those kind of things for nothing. Uh, it, you know, and it has an impact. keeping up with class while they do all this. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a big thing for the student athletes and everybody around the program, and, and obviously for all their sports, not just football. Um, but yeah, so they're going through a lot of lot of changes now. So uh, maybe Garden Web can can catch them at a good time here. Uh, I think they are coming off going. by though, right? Yes, yes, I believe that was something that that we uh, coach talked about and, and we talked about earlier this week was that uh, you know they they've it, go, it always the conversation is that it goes both ways. There, you've either had that extra week to prepare or you've had that extra week to get rusty. Mm-hmm. And so, which is it? And yeah. and I don't I don't know that um, you know with football having a week week to prepare. And a week since they've played a game anyways even if they played the previous week I don't know that it plays into as much uh, people certainly talk about that in pro sports you know uh, is getting a bye a good thing in the playoffs does it uh, stop your momentum that you have or does it give you a chance to get healthy and to watch film and really prepare for your opponent even more than you could have in a week so uh, yeah all those things will be be interesting to see and of course we'll, we'll we'll have all the festivities going on around that big alumni barbecue going on beforehand the homecoming parade uh homecoming queen presentation and court at halftime uh and so all those all those things will be uh, coming into play i know last year's homecoming queen i believe was meredith bile a track and field athlete uh, who graduated uh, back in the spring here at gardner webb so i'm sure she'll be back there to to present that crown to the new homecoming queen we've also got volleyball as part of homecoming this weekend and actually have Friday night and uh, Saturday games. Uh, the, the volleyball team will be taking on uh, High Point on Friday night at 7 at Port Arena and then uh, Campbell at 5 uh, after football there on Saturday. So folks that have a chance to possibly catch both if they wanted to stay around and, and watch some volleyball after the football game concludes. And, uh, you know, in our campus it's real easy. You just If you want to do that, you just walk over yeah. from, uh, you know, have to walk several miles across a massive campus or anything like that. It's nice you can go from Spangler Stadium right over to Porter Arena and, and catch that. So uh, I know uh, conference play has been extremely challenging uh, in the Big South uh, for, for our volleyball team. So, you know, as I always like to say, it's just it's the cliche, but it never hurts to have some of that home cooking when you can get home and get into your, your home stadium or your home home court and home field uh, and have a chance to have some fans behind you, be in your familiar environment. Uh, and something like homecoming, I'm sure there'll be, there'll be good support there, and, and you definitely want to win your homecoming games. So uh, there's a lot happening, uh, whether it's Gardner-Webb women's soccer uh, on a hot streak right now. Uh, football's been playing well, and, and we bring Coastal Carolina, uh, maybe for us, our highest-profile opponent uh, on the schedule uh, in for homecoming this weekend, or whether it's volleyball going on. Uh, and just around the corner, uh, men's basketball. Uh, right. So we've got a ton of stuff going on. Uh, one in- other interesting thing of note, you know, we think baseball and softball in the spring, but I believe there are some alumni and uh, team scrimmage games going on with our baseball and softball teams uh, this weekend for homecoming as well. Oh, okay. you know, they bring the alumni in, and I think sometimes that's a chance to have some of those guys get back out on the field and, and play a little bit against each other or play a little against the current team or see the, the current team scrimmage, and so uh, some of that's going on. And that's kind of a good segue into uh, maybe the biggest thing happening uh, outside of Gardner Web Sports right now. Uh, you know, football's always a big thing happening, of course, in, in America, but uh, Major League Baseball playoffs. And uh, I was thinking about that a little bit this week. Uh, we're almost down to four teams left uh, in the uh, League Championship Series. And we've already got the American League Championship Series set between the Cleveland Indians and the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, not the two teams that I would have thought coming into the season 
that would be there matching up. On the National League side, we've got the Chicago Cubs, uh, and they'll either be playing against the um, uh, Washington Nationals or the Los Angeles Dodgers. And we're, uh, uh, I think game five is, is tonight, October 13th, as we, as we record this. And so we've yet to see exactly who the Cubs will be playing. But one thing we're assured of at this point, somebody is going to be breaking at least uh, a somewhat sizable drought of winning a World Series. We don't have uh, teams left now at this point who have won a World Series in recent years. I think the most recent is actually the Toronto Blue Jays in the early 90s. Uh, they beat the Braves in one of those World Series, and don't remember who they beat in the other one, but uh, they they won a couple World Series then. The um, Cleveland Indians haven't won a World Series since 1948, so we're going back almost to World War II there. And then, of course, everybody knows that the Cubs uh, have have had a long streak. I think the last World Series the Chicago Cubs went to was 1945, I think. Uh, I believe they've lost seven straight World Series that they've been to, uh, hence the lovable losers, I guess. You know, if, if you can find them lovable, they're, they're lovable losers. Um, and uh, the last World Series title they won was 1908. And wow. I, that's it's forever ago. I mean, and yeah. that was in, at a time when Babe Ruth, hadn't even came come into the major leagues yet at that point he yeah. was he was still you know five six seven years away from coming in uh ty cobb was still a relatively young baseball player at that time and so you're really going back 108 years or so talking about a long time um the other two teams in the national league i think the dodgers last won the world series they're still still hanging on to it right now uh, 1988 so it's been the 80s and then interesting note the the washington nationals uh were previously the montreal expos and you know, one of those team relocation, franchise relocation kind of deals. And uh, to my knowledge, they, they've never won a World Series. And so they'd be a first time. I think for me, the most interesting thing from a fan and historical perspective and somebody who doesn't really have a, a team that I'm a, a diehard fan of left, uh, I'd love to see Cubs Indians. I'd love to see uh, either the Indians breaking that streak from 1948 or the Cubs breaking that streak from 1908. I'd love to see that matchup because then you know somebody's going to in the long drought and Cleveland's extra interesting extra interesting because they just broke a city professional sports drought with the Cavaliers winning the National yeah, Basketball yeah. Association championship it'd be really interesting to see them follow it up in the same year and get an MLB title at the same time then the pressure would be on the you want to talk about losing the Cleveland Browns who are the laughing stock of maybe professional sports at this point not just the NFL uh, then the pressure would be on for them to, to really turn it around because then they'd be able to look around the city and be like okay the Cavs have won a title here the Indians have a title now Browns what are you going to do um, the other interesting thing that, that really just is, is interesting I mentioned uh, the Washington Nationals moving uh, from being the Montreal Expos if we ended up with a Toronto Blue Jays Washington Nationals World Series, not going to be, I don't think, great for ratings, but maybe great for Canada or at least somewhat interesting for Canada because you'd have the former Montreal franchise playing in Washington now versus the Toronto franchise, the only Major League Baseball team right now currently not in the United States matching up. And it'd almost be like the Canada Series or something like that. So just really interesting. You know, no Yankees, no Giants, Mets, uh, you know, a lot of the teams that were always, and, and here in the South, the Braves, you know, thinking back in the 90s and into the 2000s, you know, the, the Tom Hawk chop you know we, we just just things that for for my generation probably are iconic baseball um we don't have any of that around and so i think that's the most exciting thing at this point we're guaranteed somebody winning it who hasn't won it in a while the question is how far do we go back 
You've been listening to The Big Sports Fan here on WGWG.org, live streaming and on-demand programming. Uh, if you got any questions for us, any comments, suggestions, jokes, whatever, info, I-N-F-O at WGWG.org.